the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. everybody another Alcatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer the memorial day weekend edition hope you're having a great time this memorial day weekend enjoying some barbecues some uh, good tunes and of course some delicious craft beer if that is what you choose to drink Spoonman from Soundgarden. uh you know last week we did a whole thing on dio because it was uh my god 10 years that he's passed but also last week was five years ago that Chris Cornell passed. So uh, during the show, we're going to play some different uh, snippets of Chris Cornell music. Of course, we'll start off at Soundgarden. We'll go into some of his solo stuff. Uh, we'll play some Audio Slave as well. Um, and I'm not really sure what I want to do for the other song. I think I, I have a good idea of what I'd like to do. Um, but we'll see because some people don't realize Chris Cornell, very prolific in writing uh, scores for, for movies. He was doing a lot of music for movies um, you know, before he passed, he had written a number of ones. Uh, Casino Royale, he did the theme uh, for that, for the James Bond movie. But he was doing other stuff as well. Um, I think the last one was, uh, oh, God, Isaac Oliver? No. Um, oh, I don't remember now off the top of my head. It was a movie, um, it, you know, set in Europe, I forgot. Uh, they had done a thing on CBS Saturday mornings. The The name The name of the movie escapes me. Uh, at this point, so um, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll have to figure that out. Anyway, listen, we got a great show for you tonight. We got news and notes to get to. Um, I could give you all the ways to follow me, but I've been saying it ad nauseum for the last six years. If you haven't figured it out by now, my goodness gracious, what are you waiting for? I mean, really, we're all over. Uh, you know, Amazon, Alexa, iHeart, uh, Odyssey dot com, the Hopped Up Network. Check us out everywhere. Uh, you can download and listen to the show at your leisure whenever you feel like it. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Paige Engard. She's the Director of Communications and Technology Support for the Genesee Country Village and Museum. She's going to join me. They're having an event taking place uh, in June, uh, this coming week, actually, uh, dealing with craft beer. It's called the History on Tap event. Uh, it takes place this coming weekend. Uh, we're going to get into that and some other stuff that they have going on where you can actually drink craft beer made Uh, or the recipes that were formulated back in the 19th century, which is pretty, pretty cool. So we'll uh, we'll get into it with Paige in about 20 minutes from now. Now, Father's Day is just around the corner. If you're looking for a great gift to give to your dad, uh, there's a place in Boulder, Colorado. It's called Beer Maker. It's spelled uh, B-E-E-R-M-K-R. Now, we've seen people do these things before and not had success with it. and I, listen, I think this is a cool concept. Um, if you're, it's a, a first all-in-one craft beer making machine. 
It's easy enough for anyone to use, but is also completely customizable. Uh, whether your dad is already a brewer or he loves craft beer or he wants to you know, experiment, Beer Maker is the ultimate gift for, for Father's Day. Now, it's pricey. It's, it's uh, you know, somewhere north of $500. It's around $600. Bucks. Um, but CEO Aaron Wall says, between kids and work, I didn't have enough hours and hours to spend in the garage on a brew day, but I missed brewing beer. Uh, we created Beer Maker to take out all the boring and tedious steps like cleaning, sanitizing, and watching work boil, but leaving the fun steps like picking ingredients and customizing styles. I don't know if it's boring. It, may, it might be boring and tedious, but cleaning and sanitizing is very important when it comes to beer, folks. So uh, I don't know. I think he's being jovial in that way, but I would take it much, much more seriously when you're making beer. You get an infection in beer, you've got a problem. Beer Maker apparently just takes minutes to set up. It is easy enough for anyone to use. Its automatic temperature control system takes your beer through brewing and fermentation all on its own. When it's time to pitch yeast or add hops, the Beer Maker app sends a notification with precise and easy-to-follow instructions on what to do next. Whether the, da- the, the dad in your life is a fan of IPAs, stouts, pale ales, or lagers, Beer Maker can brew it all. Uh, it has um, market kits uh, maker kits, excuse me, in a variety of styles that include everything you need to make a delicious 12-pack of craft beer. Grains, hops, and yeast are all pre-measured and packed. Follow the instructions. Dad will be brewing in no time. Now, if Dad already knows how to brew beer, no problem. Beer maker fully customizable, so brewers can use their own recipes and ingredients or make tweaks to their maker kits to make them their own. Now, that's pretty cool. So you apparently fill the machine with water, you add your grains, you hit start. Uh, after getting a perfectly timed notification that the brew is complete, simply remove the grains, then pitch your yeast and add hops. Beer Maker precisely monitors and controls the fermentation temperature of your beer to eliminate all those weird homebrew flavors and give you commercial quality beer. When Beer Maker detects that your beer has finished fermentation, you simply move the entire beer bag from the Beer Maker to the beer tap and screw in the included CO2 cartridge. And then you put it in the, in the fridge for a day, and apparently your beer is ready to drink. You pour it right from the fridge, and you've got craft beer. Um, a brewing system comes with a beer tap, and one maker kit has a suggested retail price of $649. Uh, just head to Beer Maker, B-E-E-R-M-K-R.com, and you can order Beer Maker. I think we have to get the CEO on to talk about this. This is kind of cool. It's one of those things that'll sit on your uh, your counter, and you can make beer. Now, um, we've had other places try to do this where they send you like the two liter bottle of the beer already done, and you plug it in, and it's kind of a plug and play kind of thing. But this is you're actually making beer in a in a precise, uh, you know, electronic way. Let's put it that way. Uh, is it good or not? I don't know. Would I buy one of these things? I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about it because if it takes all the you know. Listen, I would consider it fun when you're boiling and doing all these different things, but when if 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 it's that simple, I'd like to give it a try and see what happens. I do have another refrigerator in my house. It's easy to put the bag in there and then pour myself some beer. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Truly Hard Seltzer uh, has opened the first brick-and-mortar location for Truly. Apparently, this is in downtown Los Angeles. It opened this past Wednesday, the 25th of May. The fully immersive seltzer tap room will offer drinkers and culture seekers innovative flavors that push traditional seltzer boundaries, as well as an exciting menu of seasonal shared plates. So you have food as well as uh, hard seltzer. 
It will also feature live entertainment from local up-and-coming musicians, comedians, and artists. The 8,000-square-foot indoor-outdoor taproom will bring truly to life in a new dynamic way. From tasting exclusive new flavors from one of ten taps to indulging in the globally-inspired food menu or discovering new cocktail-inspired seltzers that push traditional seltzer boundaries, visitors from all walks of life can experience everything truly hard seltzer has to offer. This is the 12th of Boston Beer Company's hospitality locations, joins the Sam Adams Tap Room in Boston, the historic Sam Adams Brewery and Tap Room in the Jamaica Plain neighborhood of Boston, Sam Adams Tap Room in Cincinnati, four Dogfish Head locations in Delaware, one in Miami, the Angry Orchard Innovation Cider House in Walden, New York, the Angel City Brewery in Los Angeles, and the Coney Island Brewery in New York City. Of course, and I keep saying this, I will get out to Coney Island Brewery this year uh, to check them out. Um, this is located at 218 Traction Avenue in downtown Los Angeles, adjacent to the Angel City Brewery, so you get everything all in one stop. I wonder if they're going to have Angel City Brewery uh, products in the Truly Hard Seltzer space, or maybe they won't. For more information, trulyhardseltzer.com. Great thing that's going on with Killsboro. They are teaming up with our friend of the, uh, friend of the show, Josh Bernstein, uh, to bring you another unique beer, food, and Staten Island pairing experience. So listen to this. On June 25th, you meet them by the Staten Island Ferry for a booze cruise like no other. They'll sample Killsboro beer as they sail across the Hudson from Lower Manhattan to Staten Island. So you meet in Manhattan, you sail to Staten Island, you'll have some Killsboro beer to drink for a sneak peek at their new production facility, which is right behind Snug Harbor. Once there, you'll continue to drink various offerings from our brewery as we snack on food curated by Craft House Staten Island, which is within Killsboro right now, and tour the Killsboro 2.0. This will be the first official viewing of the new space. Tickets are limited, so buy now before they're all gone. Just head to eventbrite.com and search Killsboro in order to buy tickets, I would love to go to this event. Unfortunately, that's my wife's birthday. If I tell her we're going to Staten Island to go to do a tour of Killsboro, she will kill me because I've disappointed her before on her birthday. I'm not going to do it again. Um, but it sounds like a cool event. Josh is very knowledgeable when it comes to beer. So this is a lot of fun. So that'll be kind of cool. Uh, cheers in Chester. This is taking place on Saturday, July 23rd. Our good friend Allison. Um, this is a great event in, in, in uh, Chester. There's wine. There's beer. Uh, it's a one a four-hour session, unlimited samples of craft beer, spirits, and wine, great music, and delicious food, wonderful vendors. It's a benefit for the Chester First Aid Squad. The music is being provided by Rock Bottom, great band, great cover band. Uh, they have a lot of fun. It's held up at the Municipal Field right in um, the borough of Chester. Uh, 902 Brewing will be there, Bolero Snort, Broad Street Seltzers, uh, Cape May, Cricket Hills, Cypress, Fort Nonsense, Montclair, Ross Brewing will be there, Seven Tribesmen, Jersey Girl, Lone Eagle, South 40, Sunken Silo, Three Threes, Departed Souls will be there, Flounder. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. Dogs on Leash is welcome. A delicious food to be announced. Have to be 21 and over. Chairs, blankets, pop-up tents, welcome. No kids, no strollers, no outside food or drink. Large bags or knapsacks. You can bring your pretzel necklace if you want. Cheers in Chester.com for tickets. If you go now and buy tickets right now and use the code EARLYBIRD, which expires on May 31st at midnight, you'll get yourself 20 bucks off, which is pretty darn cool. And it's a great event. If, you, if you're looking for a cool event to do in the summertime with great music on a warm day, definitely hit that up in Chester on Saturday, July 23rd. Again, Early Bird is the code. You can buy your tickets before midnight on May 31st. You get yourself 20 bucks off. When we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world, including Iron Maiden beer. That's right. A couple of different things from Iron Maiden as they're going to be touring the country. 
uh, in the coming months, but they've got their beer coming out from Robinson's Brewery. We'll give you all the details on that and so much more coming up next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer as we continue with our retrospective here of uh, Chris Cornell, uh, of late of, you know, so many different bands. Soundgarden, his own solo stuff, uh, Audio Slave. What a great song this is, though. So this was uh, You Know My Name, which was from the James Bond movie Casino Royale, which is where Daniel Craig got his first start as James Bond. Uh, you know, I think those who are fans of Chris Cornell obviously know that he was writing movie soundtracks. That was his big thing that he was doing over the last, um, you know, 10, 12 years. He was still doing, you know, uh, touring and stuff, but this was a part of his musical education, I want to say. And when the the theme came out, it was just like, wow, that's Chris Cornell. Like, I mean, just good stuff. And again, it's just so sad uh, that he is gone uh, at such an early age. Can't believe that it's been five years already uh, that he is gone. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. We're all over iTunes, iHeartRadio. Alexa, Amazon, you know, all these different places. Odyssey. We're also on the Hopped Up Network. Head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of this show a couple minutes after it ends and download it and listen to it whenever you feel like. On the other uh, channels there, just search for AG Craft Beer Cast. The shows will pop up and you can download and listen whenever you want. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Paige Engard, the Director of Communications and Technology Support for the Genesee Country Village and Museum, will join me. There's an event. Uh, taking place next week called the History on Tap. Takes place, uh, you know, I believe it is the weekend of June 3rd. Uh, you have to check it out. It is going to be a lot of fun, and they're going to have you're going to learn about how they actually made beer uh, back in the 19th century, which is pretty cool. So that comes up just about 10 minutes from now. Um, the heavy metal rock band Iron Maiden suiting up for a highly anticipated U.S. leg of their Legacy of the Beast World Tour. Uh, 2022, which is kicking off September 11th in El Paso, Texas. Artisanal Imports, the exclusive U.S. importer of Robinson's Brewery, and the band's world-renowned Trooper line of beers uh, have announced that uh, fans and beer lovers can rock out with new product releases ahead of the tour at select retailers nationwide. They're going to have a special edition box set featuring three bottles of Trooper Sun and Steel Sake Lager alongside a commemorative glass. Uh, This is... A double fermented Pilsner infused with sake to produce a crisp, refreshing taste. It is named after Iron Maiden's 17th studio album, Senjusu, which was released back in 2021. Uh, You get three bottles and, of course, that limited edition glass, which is really cool. And then uh, returning uh, to the U.S. 
in June for the first time since 2018 is Trooper Red and Black. It is a 6% ABV porter, blend of chocolate and crystal malt that gives this full-body beer a roasty caramel backbone. Um, the beer is available in a 500-milliliter limited-edition bottle, which arrives in or uh, in 12-pack branded cases resembling wooden shipping crates, which is really cool. Red and Black, named after a song on Iron Maiden's 16th studio album, The Book of Souls. It was designed, the label... Uh, by lead vocalist Bruce Dickinson in collaboration with the head brewer of Robinson's Brewery in Stockport, England. So that's pretty cool. So Iron Maiden Beer coming back to the U.S. uh, just before uh, their tour begins in September. Now, if you're looking for something really cool to do down in Manahawkin uh, coming up um, in August, and you know what's funny? I wrote all of this stuff down, and I didn't actually write the date. So uh, bear with me for a second. So Manahopkin is this event where uh, you bring, you know, all these different things with you. Um, you bring, there's food trucks, there's stuff to do for the kids, uh, the, and there's a lot of great craft beer that's down there as well. Uh, some of the breweries that are going to be there, Double Nickel, 13th Child, Icarus, Threes Threes Brewing, uh, Fry, Jersey Cyclone, Untied, Jetty Brewing, and more to come. Uh, they're, they're doing this in support of the Stafford PBA Holiday Toy Drive. There's two tasting sessions, noon to 4, 5 to 9 p.m. This takes place on August 6th, so it's the Manahopkin Craft Beer Music Festival. I definitely want to check this out. If you have questions, Manahopkin, uh, and that's M-A-N-A-H-O-P-K-I-N.com, or you can contact them at info at manahopkin.com. So you definitely want to check that out. Um, I know there was a homebrewing event uh, at this, and I remember that uh, Vic uh, from Vic's Basement Brews had reached out to me last year to be a judge, and I couldn't do it because I had something else going on that day. But uh, maybe that's something um, wife and I will take a trip down on a Saturday to go check it out in Manahawken. You know, just before you hit Long Beach Island. Kind of cool. Um, you know, there was a, a story I had written in here that I was going to do, but I'm deciding to skip it because it's just... So apparently there were really high beer prices at the 2022 PGA Golf Championship, uh, and people were um, people were annoyed. Um, Justin Thomas, um, you know, tweeted out on Twitter, eighteen dollars for a beer. Um, Got to treat fans better than that. First of all, anybody paying eighteen dollars for a twenty-five ounce can of Michelob Ultra, you should have your head examined, right? Nineteen dollars for a twenty-five ounce can of Stella Artois. I mean, really. Um, at the Masters, apparently, a, a beer only costs $5 for domestics and imports. Okay, but again, you're not really getting good beer. And why would you want to be drinking that beer on the golf course anyway at that price? It's just ridiculous. I was going to go more in-depth into that story, but that's, that's about all that I can take at this point when it comes to that. Um, Sycamore Brewing had tried to sue Stone Brewing, uh, saying in a lawsuit last year that Stone Brewing accused uh, it was accused of using the term keep it juicy, which is a trademark that Sycamore says it owns. Uh, but apparently, according to the court filing, Sycamore Brewing first used the slogan in September 2020 and successfully trademarked the phrase um, it, it, uh, apparently back in, in 2021. So on May 13th, the case was dismissed, though, after Stone Brewing filed a countersuit against Sycamore that said Stone discovered a Connecticut brewery, Two Roads Brewing, has been using the same phrasing for years. So uh, apparently Sycamore did not disclose that when they were filing that tagline uh, with the government, with the United States PTO, um, and withheld that information from the court in seeking an injunction against Stone. 
So, faced with these facts and Stone's counterclaims to substantial damages, Sycamore wisely withdrew the case and agreed to dissolve its ill-gotten injunction. This from Stone CEO Maria Stipp. While we are relieved this case is over, we feel it's necessary to set the record straight. Sycamore forced Stone to incur hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal expenses to defend ourselves and sent our team scrambling to sticker 21,000 boxes of beer in warehouses across the country, taking more than 600 hours of valuable time. We also had to engage the resources of our distributor partners, to whom we are immensely grateful. We complied earnestly with court orders out of respect for trademark protections and the court system. As we now know, all of this was because of Sycamore's baseless trademark claims and opportunism. At the end of the day, the truth came out. We can only hope this story helps prevent similar situations from happening to any other brewer. We are thrilled that Stone, and Sycamore for that matter, can now turn its attention back to making great beer. Despite accusations from Sycamore of being a trademark bully... This leaves the number of times that Stone has sued another company over a trademark dispute at a total of one. Stone, for one, sincerely hopes it remains this way. I have to agree with them here. Uh, again, you know, I think Sycamore should have, did more, should have done more due diligence before saying they were going to trademark something. Um, they didn't disclose that. Whether they didn't know or they just didn't, they withheld it, is regardless. They, they wasted Stone's time and money. In, in a legal fight. Not cool. I, I'm sorry. Stone is in the right on this one. And I, I agree, and I'm glad that the case was dissolved. But again, they're out thousands of dollars uh, in legal fees, which is never a good thing. Our friends from Torch and Crown uh, expanding now to Massachusetts. This from their Instagram page. Torch and Crown has landed in the land of impossible-to-pronounce town names, a.k.a. Massachusetts. You can now buy our beer in such towns as Haverhill, Worcester, I'm not even going to name the rest of them because I don't even know how they're pronounced. Uh, and they said anyone who can correctly pronounce all those towns wins a case of beer on us. Phonetically spell them below. But seriously, we're wicked excited to launch in New England properly. We all live in New York City, but a big chunk of our team hails from New England as well. Go buy some of our beer. Tag a bar slash restaurant slash bottle shop who should carry it below and let us know what you think. As always, the beer finder on our website, the best way to scope it out. Kudos to Torch and Crown that they have expanded now into Massachusetts i got to get back over there, and I will very soon because my son will be graduating high school, and I will no longer be on Uber duty, which is very nice. Finally, our friends over at Alosta Brewing in Covina, California, they're doing something with, get this, Michael Anthony of the Circle Chicken Foot and Van Halen fame. He was spotted at the brewery. Pictures, they posted it on their websites. Uh, got a special visit today, this from them, from the one and only Matt Anthony Baseman. Did some beer tasting, some brainstorming for a summertime event. Stay tuned. So Alosta's done a beer with Live. They've done a beer with uh, Sublime. Uh, They've done a beer with uh, a couple of different folks. And now maybe Michael Anthony. I am pumped. This is going to be really cool. And, uh, you know, I am going to be out in San Diego in November. I'm not going to be near Covina. I wish I was. I would love to stop by Alosta. I'm in for too short a period of time. Uh, to do it, but I have to get out to that brewery one of these days. Um, Maybe we'll speak to the owner of Alosta as it gets closer for this. uh, I don't know what type of beer. The Circle Chicken Foot Van Halen, I have no idea. But it should be a lot of fun. Now, when we come back after a short break, Paige Engard, the Director of Communications and Technology Support for the Genesee Country Village and Museum, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer.
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer as we continue our little retrospective of Chris Cornell, gone uh, five years already, uh, This uh, about a week and a half ago, we're actually airing this interview here on Memorial Day weekend, and I hope you're having a great Memorial Day weekend. You know what's coming up, though, next week is a really cool event. Yes, I know Atlantic, the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival is taking place. I'll be at that. Uh, but there is a great event that is going on in upstate New York and Rochester uh, that you definitely want to check out, especially if you are a history buff. My next guest, the Director of Communications and Technology Support for the Genesee Country Village and Museum. The History on Tap event will take place Friday, June 3rd from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. You can purchase tickets and get more info on their website, gcv.org. It is going to be a really cool event and, again, a historical perspective on beer. But let me welcome onto the program uh, Paige Engard. Paige, how are you? Hi there, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me today. You got it. Now, what what does the history of TAP event show folks uh, when they come to the museum on June 3rd? Yeah, so History on Tap, coming up on June 3rd, is sort of an exploration into the history of beer, but also a celebration of all the fantastic craft breweries, cideries, and wineries that we have around the greater Rochester region, which is an awful lot. That, that <laughs> so, is true. Um, on this on this evening, uh, visitors get to come to the museum after hours, which is sort of a special opportunity. They get to do tastings from 20-plus, like I said, breweries, wineries, cideries, mm-hmm. all from around the Rochester area. And they get to learn about the history of craft beer in New York State. So as a, as a living history museum, we have a historic brewery here on site. Visitors mm-hmm. will be able to tour that, learn how beer was made in the 19th century, and they'll actually get to taste two beers that we have on tap all the time here at Genesee Country Village and Museum that are brewed referencing 19th century beer recipes. And these are made by Rohrbach's Brewing Company right here in Rochester, New York. Oh, that's very cool. So you actually get to taste an authentic 19th century beer using the ingredients and recipes based on that. And that's pretty cool. So it's a it's a pay one price. You get beers to sample. Um, and yep. there obviously it's it's everybody from around the Rochester area. But there are other th- obviously you mentioned that the cideries and wineries. Um, yeah. What what cideries and wineries will be there? Absolutely. So looking at wine, we've got some fantastic wineries from out in the Finger Lakes region. We've got Three Brothers, which I know a lot of people know. We've got Leonard Oaks, Zugaby, Victorianburg Wine Estates. We also have Blue Toad Hard Cider, Steampunk Cider, and all the time at the museum we have OSB Hard Cider on tap as well. So it's really a nice taste of Rochester area, craft vendors, but also the Finger Lakes. Very cool. And now uh, the, the other question that I have, though, Paige, is this. Um, will beer a- is beer actually made on the site or it's just a representation of here they use these ingredients and, and you go through the steps? Beer isn't actually made yeah. at the site. We're not currently making beer here at the museum, though the 19th century brewery is a working brewery where we do demonstrations of how beer would have been made. We are not, we're not producing that for our visitors to taste. Uh, however, like I said, the beers that are brewed for us by Rohrbach's Brewing Company do reference those historical recipes from the Genesee Valley region in the 19th century. Gotcha. Talking with Paige Engard, she's the Director of Communications and Technology Support for the Genesee Country Village and Museum. The History on Tap event is taking place Friday, June 3rd. It's from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Please purchase tickets in advance. You can do that and get more information on their website, gcv.org. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And as I was exploring the site page, you also have handcrafted mugs that were made in the village uh, in the village for purchase. What types of mugs are these? 
Yeah, absolutely. So just for a little context, we have a village potter here. As a living history museum, our buildings are staffed with knowledgeable costumed interpreters. One of them is a potter who is making pieces of art referencing 19th century pottery styles. So when you come to History on Tap, you can buy a handcrafted beer stein that was made right here in the village, and you can fill it with one of our 19th century beers. Oh, so that's cool. So you get to you get to have the beer in the mug that it was made for. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. And again, when they when they're doing the recipes, it, what is I mean, and I don't know if you know this, so this is kind of a blind question here, but the um when the recipes that were made in the 19th century, um how close are they to a, say a beer that's being produced today? Is it really that much different between the 19th century and say the 21st century? Yeah, you know what's funny is you're really not going to notice that much that's different about the way that uh, the ingredients that we're going into and the way that beer was produced in the 19th century as compared to today. Obviously, our technology has been significantly streamlined, but the process is more or less the same. So the two beers that we have, uh, one is an American wheat ale and one is an American brown ale. And pretty much any brewery you go to around here, you're going to be able to find something comparable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, tasting these these beers is not really going to take you out of that modern craft beer experience. But knowing what goes into them and that the process has evolved over time is a really interesting, you know, exploration into the history of craft beer. Right. And I think people do forget, though, that New York was really a mecca of beer when the uh, the, the you know, the colonies were first settled. Uh, a lot of Germans brought their uh, beer-making ability over here and actually in, in, in Manhattan and then, of course, spread uh, to upstate New York. And obviously, Genesee being the, the you know, the, the Genesee cream ale is one of the big deals in New York and, and, in, and sort of in beer history. But that's really cool. So a wheat ale and a brown ale. And then, of course, those beers are available for purchase throughout the summer, uh, throughout the throughout the village. Yes, indeed. So we actually have several locations throughout the museum where you can purchase craft beer on any day. Uh, we have what we call the Freight House Pub, which is a, a literal pub here at the museum. It is part of an 1848 railroad complex, and you can walk right in, grab a craft beer, learn a little bit about our beer historical foodways that are happening here. Um, we also have several other bar locations throughout the museum where on any average day you can grab a historical beer. We're talking with Paige Engard. She's the Director of Communications and Technology Support for the Genesee Country Village and Museum. The History on Tap event is taking place this coming Friday, June 3rd from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. You can purchase tickets, get more information on their website, gcv.org. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, and it's really cool. I mean, you're learning about beer history, and I know there's plenty of places you can go for beer history, but where could you go where you can spend some time actually drinking, you know, as close to an authentic 19th century beer uh, by being in in the Rochester area, which is pretty cool. But, Paige, I want to shift gears here for a moment. I did see on your website, uh, and of course, because, listen, I like to drink and eat, I saw that there was a a chocolate weekend in July. Tell the folks what this is all about. You bet there is. So we we have a really substantial historic foodways program here at Genesee Country Village and Museum, and we have a partnership with... American Heritage Chocolate, which produces authentic 19th century chocolate for uses in historic recipes. Mm -hmm. So during Celebrating Chocolate Weekend, which is coming up July 16th and 17th here at the museum, you can explore the historic village and pop in and out of historic buildings, taste samples of both sweet and savory recipes that are using historical chocolate. Um, You can also purchase treats in our historic confectionery, which is making authentic treats and baked goods, 
savory goods. Uh, you can also purchase chocolates in our Flint Hill store, which is here at the museum. Oh, my God. I would probably it's be It's a about, delicious weekend. I would think so. <laughs> I'd probably be about 30 pounds heavier at the end of the weekend. <laughs> and then finally, my last question from, uh, from me, Paige. Uh, there's another thing here that I think if you're a sports fan or a baseball fan, you'd definitely be into. Uh, this silver, uh, let, me, let, me see, let me make sure I get this right, the National Silver mm-hmm. Ball Tournament, which is taking place the weekend of August 12th uh, through August 14th. What's this all about? You bet. So we actually have a vintage baseball park here at Genesee Country Village and Museum, and we have one of the nation's most comprehensive 19th century baseball programs. Uh, so the, these players are using historic rules, costumes, and equipment, and they are replicating vintage baseball tournaments here at our baseball park. So visitors can come out, they can enjoy the museum, and then they can go sit down at our vintage baseball stadium and enjoy an actual competition happening. Oh, that's very cool. So you can get to watch these guys playing authentic 19th century baseball. Wow, I mean... Yes, know. indeed. And and get to enjoy a 19th century craft beer while you're Absolutely. watching baseball. Pretty good. All you need is popcorn and you're set. Absolutely. <laughs> My guest has been Paige Engard. She's the Director of Communications and Technology Support for the Genesee Country Village and Museum. The History on Tap event is taking place on Friday, June 3rd from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. You can purchase tickets and get more info on their website at gcv.org. But, of course, as we've said, there are plenty of other events that are taking place throughout the summer here. So it's a really cool experience uh, if you're up in the Rochester area uh, to check out. Paige, thanks so much for giving me a couple of minutes tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. If I had nothing to my name But photographs of you Rescued from the flames That is all I would ever need As long as I can read What's written on your face Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. That's Chris Cornell. That is The Promise. That is the uh, title track to the movie The Promise of the same name uh, that was released back in 2016. Uh, One of the last things uh, that Chris Cornell did in terms of um, movie soundtracks was a movie with uh, Oscar Isaac, Christian Bale, um, Jean Reno, James Cromwell. I remember um, Anthony Mason interviewing Chris Cornell about that particular song and about his career and doing movie soundtracks and stuff and how um, his ability to write songs uh, of how like he would find you know inspiration and pull over on the side of the road and write something out and have it done amazing it, it's I st- again I can't believe that it's five years um, that Chris Cornell is gone I don't want to get choked up here but man it is just uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, let us dive into Suds and Duds, and then I want to review uh, an event that I was at last week, uh, Bethel Woods Tap New York, uh, the Craft Beer and Food Festival uh, that took place on May 21st and 22nd. We're going to uh, quickly move through uh, Suds and Duds here. I uh, had a beer from uh, Sloop Brewing, thanks to uh, Kim and Colleen uh, from over from Wet Ticket, who gave that to me, the Cosmic Paradise, a decent New England hazy, not the best thing that I've had, but very good, easy-drinking uh, New England hazy. 
had coasted by Twin Elephant Brewing over at Paragon Tap and Table on Tap. Dank, very West Coast, digging it a lot, by the way. Uh, beer, dinner, Paragon Tap and Table with Twin Elephant. Get your tickets now. Uh, we don't we only have a few seats left. We're going to be giving away a pair of tickets uh, in two weeks to the beer dinner. Um, it's taking place on June 16th at 6 p.m. You want to join me for that. Even milkshakes get the blues by Icarus Brewing. Big hit of vanilla and blueberry on this one. Nice lactose edition. Uh, I did enjoy this. A lot of people were not crazy about it, but I actually enjoyed that beer more than I thought I was going to enjoy it. Uh, so kudos to Jason for, again, making a beer that I'm thinking, eh, I'm not so sure. But, yes, it was very good. Melted Gelato Number 7. This is Dark Cherry Blackberry Chocolate Vanilla by Tin Barn Brewing. Kim had given me this can uh, from Wet Ticket. The chocolate, dark cherry, and blackberry is right off the nose when you pour this. It is thick. It is, you know, pastry kind of, you know, whatever. It's sour. It was really good. I was surprised at how good that was um, and did not become cloying by any stretch of the imagination, which was impressive. Then I went upstate uh, last weekend uh, to this event at Bethel Woods. And uh, my my neighbor, uh, Grego, has a house up in uh, Livingston Manor. Uh, he had some beers in his fridge. We had a, we had a beer before we left for the uh, beer fest. Um, Hex Volume 4 by Upward Brewing. Uh, this is right in Livingston Manor. There's two breweries there. There's Catskill Brewing and uh, Brewing, and there's Upward. Um, there's a whole history behind the two breweries. I'm not going to get into it here because we don't have the time. But anyway, the brewer from Catskill Brewing is now the owner of Upward Brewing and brewing his own styles of beers. We'll leave it at that. This is a solid, hazy IPA. It's really, really good. They have come a long way upward. In the beginning, I thought their stuff was good, not great. I think they have elevated that level over the last couple of years. They've really picked it up and and done a phenomenal job uh, with their beers. Um, Fractal Citra by Equilibrium, solid, easy drinking IPA. Had that on tap at Paragon Tap and Table. And, of course, they also have other half on tap, which is great. Double dry hopped, all citra, everything. Dry hop deliciousness on that one. The other thing why I was at Paragon Tap and Table is the boys from Coastal Brew Works have their first two beers out. Bolero Snort is um, doing their brewing right now, uh, their gypsy brewing right now until they can get their place open uh, in Monmouth County. And so their first two uh, IPAs are out. The first one is a 5%, or the second one is around 8%. First one up, Building Sandcastles. This is Sabro and Moteca uh, by Coastal Brew Works. Banging beer for 5%. Great coconut flavor that they get out of it. And the theory behind this one was they were going to do, um, they were going to change up the hops a little bit. But I think what, uh, what, um, I think what Matt's going to do now is he's going to leave this one as kind of a seasonal. Like this would be the summer beer. The next one with two different hops would be the fall beer. The one after that would be the winter beer. I think that's the smart way to do it. Um, you know, it's a great beer, and at 5%, very easy drinking. Trojan Seahorse is their other beer that's out right now. Juicy, strong double, well done. It's a boozer, but it doesn't taste like a boozer. Can you get overwhelmed very quickly? Absolutely. Both beers are delicious. They were doing a whole brewery tour uh, this week. They were at the Cloverleaf. They were at uh, Paragon Tap and Table. They were at the Ale House down in Sayreville. Uh, they were at Maloney's on Friday night. You can get them in Kansas, Monmouth County. They'll be spreading out uh, as uh, you know the days and weeks go by. They will be in Atlantic City next week for the Beer and Music Festival. They will have both beers on tap. Cannot wait uh, to hang with those guys and drink a couple of those beers because they are absolutely delicious. Great job, boys. Uh, you knocked it out of the park right off the bat, which is fantastic. Now, 
Bethel Woods uh, hosted the uh, for the first year. Uh, this has been going on at uh, Hunter Mountain for numerous years. But Tap New York, the Craft Beer and Food Festival, uh, took place last weekend uh, up in Bethel Woods. It was sponsored by uh, the VIP sponsors were Catskill Brewing and Roscoe Beer. Uh, the Delaware River uh, Solar and Beer World were also sponsors in the event. Now, what was really cool about this event was you can, you know, it's all New York beers. You're walking along and kind of, and one New Jersey beer. Ramstein was there because they've been grandfathered in, I guess because they're so close to the border. Don't ask me why. Anyway, a lot of great breweries that were there. Um, just to name a few. Uh, Single Cup was there. Keegan's Ales, Innerboro, uh, Roscoe, like I said, was there. Uh, Chatham Brewing, uh, Ale Wife. You had Big Alice was there. Amagang, Bridge and Tunnel, uh, Evil Twin. Um, although, did I get to? Yeah, I did get to Evil Twin because I had one of their sours. That was really good. Industrial Arts, of course, which is fantastic. Thin, you know, Thin Man was there, and I don't know if I, Yeah, no, I did have something from Thin Man. See, I'm trying to remember all these things. Six Point Southern Tier, uh, Rough Cut, Torch and Crown was there. Um, Upstate Brewing was there. Sand City, Wild East. There were so many different breweries that were there. Long Island City Beer Project, uh, Equilibrium was there, uh, Sloop, Upward. Uh, they had a lot of great beers that were there uh, that you could drink. Tons of stuff. Now, the weather was brutal, folks. Uh, so I can't knock on the weather. It was hot. It was humid. Um, you know, you had to drink slow. It wasn't one of these events where you can go and get banged up, um, you know, real quickly. And you could very easily get banged up. Uh, as things were going on. Anyway, uh, they had the food was included within your ticket price. Now, if you were a VIP, which I was, I bought VIP tickets, they had a special lounge, and they had a dining experience. But even though they were on the map that they gave you, there really should have been more signs to be clearly marked where you could go because we didn't find the VIP lounge until we were leaving. And I didn't realize it was right at the beginning when you walked in. Like, it was not clearly marked off. They should have had... a personnel there to tell you, hey, we're handing you a VIP bag. By the way, if you want to take a load off away from the crowd, you can go into this thing. Uh, If you want to get a VIP dining food, you can go into that thing. And that's where I was a little disappointed. I thought the food choices could have been better. There were a lot of lines for food. Like, we got in an hour early, so we were able to get some stuff. But once they started letting the general admission crowd in, it got packed in a hurry. I mean, people were waiting 40 minutes to get a piece of kielbasa or a pierogi. That's a little unacceptable in the heat. I think next year, if they do it, you've got to have more food stands. You've got to have more people available and get things moving along. Uh, you know, there was water for purchase, which was good. Um, I think, you know, that's one of those things when, you, when you're doing an outdoor festival in the heat, you better make sure that you stay properly hydrated. We drank a lot of water that day, and that's the smart thing to do because you don't want to get overwhelmed. But the beers were great. I think Ramstein won a bronze uh, for one of their beers. Bunch of people won beers, you know, won awards for, uh, for uh, you know, the things that they did. The Wallflowers played. That was awesome. We had such a good time uh, listening to them. Uh, not on the main stage. They set up a side stage right at the beginning when you walk into Bethel Woods, uh, which was really cool. But, again, the only thing that I would do differently, uh, and I would buy the VIP tickets again. They were pricey. But you know what? For the money, if we had been able to take advantage of those other things, I think it would have been worth it. Um, if you bought the other tickets, yeah, you get food included, but you're basically standing on a line for a long time. Now, they had food for purchase if you didn't want to wait, but again, and they had other vendors there. We had some uh, some crumb cakes and uh, different rubs and spices. Uh, there was some uh, beer uh, beer made with, uh, brittle made with beer, which I thought was delicious, 
Actually, I gotta get that. Uh, I gotta get that guy on because the way he does it, he puts it in uh, sealed can uh, like cans uh, of beer. So it was kind of cool. Um, I don't want to give away names, but I'll you know we're gonna get him on the program anyway. It was a fun event. It was a hot day. Uh, it was a long day, uh, but definitely something that I would do again. The only thing that I would do differently, if the folks are listening uh, up at Bethel and Tap New York, is I would make sure that the VIP stuff is more clearly marked and let people know. This is where you go for your food. This is where you go to sit down for VIP. You can come in any time. You have a VIP, blah, 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 blah. That's what they should have done. They didn't do that, and that's what I was disappointed about. If the weather was 10, 10 or 15 degrees cooler, it would have been perfect. Unfortunately, it wasn't, but that's the price that you pay. Now, my thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guest, Paige Engard, the Director of Communications and Technology Support for the Genesee Country Village and Museum, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. I am back Tuesday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, have a wonderful Memorial Day Monday. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.